You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. And if you want to get your money's worth, stay right here because you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. And remember, everybody's got a price million dollar man. <laughs> <laughs> This is Don West here, and I'm telling you, knockouts and three counts is the podcast, baby. Make sure that's the one you check out, because buddy, like me, they're the real deal, baby. This is Jake the Snake Roberts. Just let me know. You need to listen to knockouts and three counts, or you'll see that damn snake again. This is the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, a.k.a. Shane T, boy. The baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. And you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. What up, everybody? This is Kyle, and you are back watching Knockouts and Three Counts. And, hey, we got a familiar face with us tonight, but uh, he's going to be rocking some different colors tonight as we've got Kenny the Boss Cross with us. Corey, go ahead, throw your damn social media out so we can get this shit started. As always, real quick. Fight fam, 313, only on Twitter. Let's get to it. Well, without any further ado, all of you that are watching know who this is. We've got the return of Kenny, the boss, Cross. How you doing, brother man? I like the Laker gear, sir. Hey, I'm feeling great. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Hey, man, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and shit, because you and your uh, wiffle ball escapades are pretty funny to watch. All right. Uh, <laughs> you guys can get after me at Facebook, uh, Kenneth. Kenny Mitchell Cross and Instagram Cross the Boss MMA. All right, man. So clearly, quite a lot has happened since the last time we talked. So last time we talked, you were getting ready for your fight uh, for Dana White's Contender Series, and you eventually, after having all these different opponent switches and all those things, ended up fighting your uh, original opponent. You got the W. Not your not your favorite performance or your best performance, but hell, you made weight twice in two weeks. So first of all, tell me a little bit about your experience with that, and what are your thoughts now that you're a little bit removed from it? It was the first time I had to have mental adversity. You know, it was the first time that I was going to be on the biggest platform where everybody's going to watch me, and having a few opponents, having to uh, cut weight twice first time going to the UFC and doing all this definitely took a mental toll on me, but it, it made me grow. It made me a lot better athlete, a lot better uh, mixed martial artist because I feel like everybody needs to go through tough situations such as losses, you know, uh, uh, opponents not showing up, opponents missing weight. COVID is a real thing. It's taking people out. COVID just took out, my uh, my first opponent I had for November 11th, I already have another opponent lined up. So, you know, it was a mental strain. It was uh, it was physically taxing on my body, of course. I went out there. I did the best job that I could. I, I felt my body. I listened to my body. And then it just became a chess match with my opponent. And with all the shit that I talked, I had to come back and win with all the people dropping money on me. Everybody supporting me. There was no way I was going to let that fight slip out of my hands. I didn't get the contract, but I uh, I got the W. I beat an undefeated fighter, and I, I learned a lot from it. So I'm definitely a better fighter now. I'm training a lot harder now. I'm training a lot smarter. I'm taking my time. I'm growing. It was a great experience. The UFC was awesome. I got a lot of exposure. You know, I, I agree with their their decision. It was a boring fight. And it was a blessing in disguise now. So I landed myself at XFC and I'm excited for what's to come in the future. Corey, I know you had a couple questions about uh, that whole experience and, you know, what went into after that. So I'll leave that to you. Well, I mean, you kind of touched on it at least. I mean, my big curiosity was, I mean, other than the fact we knew kind of COVID and some small injuries kind of played games with your opponents and stuff like that. But, uh, what was it like trying to make weight? I know you're a bigger guy for the weight division, just trying to cut and keep 
the weight off so that you could make it. I mean, it was only what a two week turnaround, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was. I expected to definitely have a quick turnaround. I didn't know if it was going to be at least like I thought it would be at least two weeks, and I was hoping for four weeks or so and put us at the end of the summer or you know push it back a few weeks. But they they didn't really talk to me. They didn't let me know when I was fighting. And that was one of my big mistakes is not staying, staying ready. I was just mentally taxed and I never been to Vegas. I was always telling like my people that I won't go to Vegas till I fight in Vegas. Then my family went out there. So I stayed out there for a couple of days. I wasn't training. I come back and I start training and, you know, and then they're like, you, you got to make weight on Friday. Luckily I kept my weight kind of low. I was sitting around 10, 15 pounds. I had to cut, but like, you know, it was just inexperience on my part, and and at the end, it was uh, it was a, a mistake that I had to learn from and grow from. And I'm I'm always gonna stay ready. Right now, I'm, I'm a lot bigger than I was when I was cutting for UFC. I got four weeks till till I fight, and you know, I'm sitting around 180 right now, feeling good. And I feel like I train best when I'm at 180. I feel like I'm kind of tired when I have to sit around 170, and and that's kind of what I did for that fight. I stayed around 170 for like a whole month. And even when I was training leading up to the first fight, you know, you have a week of cutting weight. Then I had a week of not knowing if I had an opponent. Once they did, it was another week of cutting weight. So essentially I had a month of just like cutting weight. And, you know, you can see why I would be gassed, you know, cardio has never been my strength. And for uh, the first time we were going to match up, I was prepared. I was ready and I felt good, but like I said, it was just uh, not being there, not being a seasoned MMA fighter, and that was my first kind of taste uh, of adversity. So I just went with the punches. My coaches, everybody really kind of kept me, kept my head on because we were also being quarantined. You know, I, I got to watch everybody roll out in their stretch limo to the apex, and I had to sit at the hotel and stay ready. <laughs> in case someone fainted and walked out and then they were going to fly me over like to the apex real quick. It was just a bunch of weird shit going on. And I was trying to just stay level-headed and I'm a, I'm a great fighter. I have a lot of room to grow. I have great people around me. My time's coming and I'm just going to be, take my time and I'm going to continue to grow and just take the right steps, you know, and just take all the good from the bad and, and keep beating people, keep dominating. I, I beat them every single round. So and damn straight on that, that brings a good question. So you mentioned that the experience made you change things in your training. Are there anything in specific, what are the specific things that you notice obvi- other than the obvious with cardio, but what for you was it that where you were like, okay, I need to go back to the drawing board and this, this, and this, you know, were things I noticed, you know? It was, well, a lot of times I, f- I don't look past an opponent, but I do tend to underestimate, I feel like, because I believe in myself so much, I think that I can go out there and every, every fight's going to be easy, which I'm not saying that's the wrong thing to do. But that guy was moving his head so well, I couldn't touch him. So it, my boxing, I was missing. I was throwing 100% in every shot. The first thing I realized, I need to dial it back. I need to throw 70% with my shots, at least in the beginning, you know, because I can put some away just by touching them, I feel like. So my over overextending boxing, like I'm working a lot on keeping my feet in my my uh, formation when I'm boxing, staying tight and, and really learning a lot and, and having small goals every time I go to practice. My conditioning, uh, one of my biggest sponsors, I'm going to shout everybody out later, but Phoenix Athletics, I've been working with some guys over in Brighton and they're really, you know, every day I feel like my cardio is growing and my muscles are all, you know, working together and it's, it's giving me a lot more stamina in the gym. So if I can, if I can uh, push harder, at an MTT wrestling practice, it's only going to continue to grow. So in four weeks, I'm really an animal. That was the biggest thing is just having a strength and conditioning coach and pushing my body outside of the Michigan top team gym. I need more than one day of practice. I don't work anymore. So I'm a full-time athlete. It's, it's time to, you know, act like a full-time athlete. So discipline and uh, just believing in myself, working hard and, and keep doing what I'm doing. Cause I'm not doing anything wrong. But I can always I can always step it There's up. Always you know? room for improvement. So that's just what I'm focused on now. Before we go anywhere else, I gotta give you a shout out because your grandma hit me up and said you gotta make sure 
that Kenny shouts out the sponsors. I had a whole way I was going to mess you up, and you took care of your damn self. Shout out to you on that one. So you mentioned we've talked about what happened in the past. The hell with the past. You've got a bright future coming. You're making the move to XFC. So first of all, tell me a little bit about your um, tell me a little bit about your you know your transition to XFC. What made you choose XFC? And what are your thoughts on the promotion now that they've rolled out the red carpet like that? I was, yeah, I was contacted by Myron before my USC Dana White Contender Series fight. And I was pretty motivated to go over there and try it. That was before I I heard anything from the USC. Obviously, I had, you know, my hand in some all over. Like I was trying any opportunity. As you should. USC, any opportunity to to get paid from these organizations. So that's what I was looking for. First and foremost, I went out, did that fight. Didn't get the contract. I was immediately thinking XFC and I was waiting to see kind of what they brought to the table. Myron hit me up. I've known Myron since my second professional fight. You know, I've had 14 now. He was there for my second one. Um, I really liked the guy. He seemed, he seemed trustworthy, you know, and he was a really cool guy. So uh, reaching back out to him, our relationship continued to grow. He he brought Matt Frendo uh, along board. If you bring my boy Matt, you know, you're just buttering up the pot right now. I love to hang out, love to stay close with him. You know, I've been under his wing this whole time. Shout so out that's comforting. guest of the show. Yeah, I mean, he's mad that I'm not doing his podcast and I keep doing this. <laughs> 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 I don't know where to do this podcast. Those but, knockouts and three counts is part of the family now, homie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what up, Danielle? I see up. you in the view. That's that's what I, I want to be treated right, and I want to I want to be treated like I'm an asset, and I want to uh, I want to show up, and I want these numbers to to grow. I want to I want to be that guy that they think that I'm going to be, and, and not let anyone down. So it's cool they're putting all this pressure on me because I feel like it is my time. I can. I can go out there and shine and bring the ratings up and really show the world what XFC is about. So tell me a little bit about that. So you're fighting in a tournament. First of all, have you ever fought in a tournament other than jujitsu? Obviously, have you ever fought in like a tournament um, format like that before? And what are your thoughts on it? My uh, my first fight with Matt Frendo, I actually was fighting in a tournament as an amateur and I won. I was the first fight. And I didn't get into the tournament, even though I won. I was like exhibition because no one knew me. So technically, no, I haven't fought in a tournament. And that was one of the exciting things about XFC. I was like, the the hype was going to build up as these guys, as these uh, dominant athletes, you know, take people out and mark themselves as the alpha male. So, you know, I'm training for the finals. I'm not looking past my opponents, but I'm the first seed. I'm, I'm fighting the worst guy first. I'm, I need to dominate him. I need, and then I need to go and fight the second guy, you know, and dominate him. But I'm looking to get that belt wrapped around me and, and make a statement at XFC and let the world know that I'm, I'm the kid that they got to play with over here for the next three years or however long that I'm here working for XFC. And it's exciting. A lot of people think that you're doing this tournament all in one night. It's going to be spread out around like eight months, depending on how, how healthy I am because it's up to me. I'm going to take these guys out. If, if I don't get injured, I'm going to say, Hey, Myron, I'm ready to go next, you know, next month. Let's, let's run it back. I'm trying to take fights quick. I'm trying to stay active. I want to make money. I want to set up my legacy and set up my life. So this isn't a time to slow down. This is a time to, you know, put the, put the pedal to the metal and get going. So I'm training like a beast out here. I like it. Corey, I can see you're ready to go. What do you got over there, brother, man? Well, I mean, you, you stole the words right out of my mouth with the tournament question. Cause I just, I really love the format myself. Like you've been seeing it with P, of course, PFL has been doing it basically yeah. since they re rebranded themselves. And I mean, you're, you're seeing Bellator doing it as Bellator's well. Bellator's notorious for the tournaments. They That's were the what I was saying. You're yeah. seeing Bellator doing it as well. So, I mean, honestly, I love the format. And like you said, it really gives a chance for you to, work your way and kind of build the story within it, within the organization, build your story into the final so that both fighters have their own built up little animosity or, you know, background leading into the fight. It's, it's a real good way to build, you know, a real good story and a good following for yourself. I mean, it's, 
the opportunity is good, you know. Yeah, if you pay attention to the first fight and you and you're an actual fan that likes to watch MMA, I mean, it's going to be on NBC, so it's going to be free for everyone. If you pay attention and you follow these guys into the finals, I mean, you, you're going to build a relationship with that person. You're going to see if I can connect with you. Uh, I'm doing commercials. I'm going to be on NBC before I fight, during, after, and you know, I'm 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 always talking to guys, and I you'll get to know these fighters. As you get to watch them compete, and there's a lot on the line. It's embarrassing mm-hmm. to get your ass whooped, and it's not like you can just take a fight and then go MIA for a little bit. You got to stay in there, and, and you're going to get kicked out if you don't stay active. So there's pressure, and that shit's scary, but it's so cool, and that's that outlier factor because I've never been in a tournament, and I want to see what the numbers you know are from from this kind of different story, different background, and what's going on. I'm fighting fighters from. This guy I'm fighting is from Alaska. Yeah, I think he trains at Team Alpha Male, but he's like his hometown some somewhere in Alaska. So, you know, the Bush people are going to come out and watch, and then they're going to be my fans. So, <laughs> yeah. No, no hey, I, go ahead. I I just love I I just love that all these or, uh, television companies are all kind of jumping on the uh, MMA bandwagon i don't know if you've noticed that i mean i hate to keep bringing up all these organizations because we're talking about xfc but i mean xfc going to nbc we got bellator going to cbs we got um of course on a major network too yeah they're on espn they're uh of course ufc making their move to espn yeah i just I love uh, I love seeing that all these bigger organizations are starting to really see you know there's not only money to be made that there's actual genuine interest in the sport and that you know it's it's on such a steady in you know incline. Yeah. Well, and- my thing with that, Kenny, is a a good question. You know, something that XFC did. Obviously, you were you know you already knew what was going down, but you know they had the big tryout over there at SFS. Yeah. Uh, first of all, can you give me your thoughts on what your thoughts were on the whole tryout concept? Because it's cool because I feel like in one day they were able to get a look at however many guys that were there. And I saw quite a lot of it cause I was in Chicago the day it went down. So while we were chilling at the hotel before the show, man, I'm looking at the thing and they went through all the different areas. So what do you think about XFC's approach with these different tryouts? Because if I'm not mistaken, they've got another one coming up too. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, they packed a gym full of some of the best guys in the Midwest, and I got to see a lot of athletes really shine. I got to see some people that I feel like can help me and help Myron and help Matt and help everyone that's part of XFC grow and, and produce good numbers. So that's was that was exciting. Um, sometimes you can't just go off a of word of mouth. You can't go off of people's records. You, you got to set them in mm-hmm. front of you and, and watch them hit pads because totally agree. Yeah. Sometimes like there's some, we did athletic tests and there was kids that could jump over the moon and they couldn't hit a pad. So you always got to kind of see the diversity and see if they have everything. Cause it's mixed martial arts. So I love the fact that they brought people in and gave everybody a shot. And the fact that I got to be, part of it and and, and speak and kind of, you know, and try to inspire these people to keep working hard. And because I don't know if they look up to me or not, but I'm hoping that I'm getting to a level to where people do realize that, you know, I come from a small town and I'm making it to where I'm making it because of hard work and and determination and self-belief. So I I just want all these people to believe in themselves too. And hopefully we find a a lot of uh, stars out there that can help people like myself make this uh, company uh, a household brand. So, I mean, more power to them. They're going to Florida to do it. And I got some guys that are going out there and and best of luck to them. And I hope they show up and show out because this is, this is a great opportunity for guys. I agree. And, you know, you talk about guys, they're going to help build a company. One guy that they've already signed. That's a past guest of our show and is one of your teammates. Mr. Bobby Nash is going to be coming in to XFC as well. I think that's a great signing uh, by XFC. I mean, you got another UFC vet, you know, a guy who clearly, you know, has the pedigree. I mean, they're doing a good job of building themselves up with the right type of people. So for you with Bobby getting signed as well, I mean, I know they've also signed uh, one of the Bashy brothers as well, who's only 19. So I mean, 
like I said, they're getting a good diverse range. And for you, what was it like, you know, kind of having some of your teammates out there? And what are your thoughts on Mr. Bobby Nash making his way over to XFC? I'm, I'm blown away for that. That's That was one of the most exciting things I've heard because now we get to warm up together, you know, and it's different. I've never had a close uh, friend, brother, training partner that fights next to me, you know, every day and then gets to go to Atlanta, Georgia and, and keep that same energy. So I feel like that's going to be a, a dividend towards us, a nice advantage that, you know, we, we, we gas each other up. We make each other work harder day in and day out. And you can expect a lot of violence, you know, a lot of organized crime going down in that hexagon. Um, I just, I couldn't be more proud that, that that guy is in this XFC with me and that he accepted it and that he joined cage side army and that we're kind of rolling through the punches together and we want to see each other both do so well. So good luck to anyone that faces the two of us because we're just, we're just different kind of animals. I couldn't I mean, agree familiar, more, man. Familiar faces in uh, faraway places is definitely a thing that helps, man. I know yeah. I've done a, I've done a little bit of traveling myself, and you know, anytime you get out somewhere, you just it, it's nice to at least know you have somebody that you you're going through. It with, like you know, you know? It might just steady the nerves knowing that I have a, a brother that's got, about to fight as well. So yeah. I don't know what it feels like, but I'm expecting some uh some ambience coming from that guy and also he's a mentor to me you know he's been in the UFC he's won fights all over the world he beats guys that beat me and you know I get to I get to look up to him and ask him questions and and see what his thoughts are on certain perspectives and you know and uh yeah it's gonna be good well you got people shouting you out in the comments homie you got uh Michael Huntley talking about Kenny's a great example of hard work and dedication I agree with you sir Okay. So that's a great point. You guys at MTT have really, you know, there's been so many of you guys have been fighting, whether it's been LFA or now UFC for you or XFC or whatever. I mean, you guys have really been making moves. Um, Even your general over there at Michigan top team, Darren Crookshank is getting ready to make his way back over to Torah MMA at the end of the month, October 30th. So tell me what your thoughts are on, you know, does that change like the training room at all for you guys versus like, you know, just having, you know, all of you guys training? Cause I know, I know Darren's in there training with you, but I got to imagine it's got to be different when all of you guys are training for fights coming up. Yeah. When, when Darren fights, I just, I feel a different level of energy. I feel for myself and for the gym, there's more, everything's more intense when the main guy is going to war, you know? So when, when I, when I compete, when I'm training, when they're competing and they're training and we all get to do it together, it's just, it's just added amplified energy and we're expending more of it and getting better, growing stronger, quicker. The the game doesn't stop for anybody. So we just keep going. We keep helping each other. We're, we, we love each other and we're working hard to, uh, make sure that we all can continue to win. And, you know, MTT is the best gym in the, in the state, in the world. It's going to, you know, we're going to franchise. This shit's going to be household names. And we continue to do what we're doing. We'll be all right. You know, it's. That's what I like to hear. Shout out to Papa Cross in the comments, man. When we getting on that war zone again, playboy. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <No. laughs> Hopefully my damn awning won't get ripped off this time. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> That's a hundred percent true story too, man. So you're rocking the Lakers gear, man. I know you were watching the game the other night. What are your thoughts on Bron getting another dub here, getting him another finals MVP and all that good shit, man. I'm a huge, I'm a huge LeBron fan. I feel like he's uh alpha of the basketball court. Just like I'm a huge, uh, even though Cam Newton doesn't do so well, he's just, a beast of a human being. They're just bred different. They got their genes are incredible. So when people hate on him, I don't get it. And now he's got four. You know, I I like to see people break records and I want to see him, you know, go down as the best ever or whatever. Like I love, I'm not huge into uh, football. I'm not huge into basketball, but I'm huge into finals. That's why I like this Mm -hmm. tournament thing. Like people love to see finals because there's so much on the line. It's just added energy. And I'm about that. So yeah, I mean, I, Shout out Kobe, shout out Bron. I figured it was appropriate to wear this attire. <laughs> All right, man. You were just saying that that's your homie, but uh, 
your boy Michael Huntley is saying that we need to ask you about your war zone efforts. <laughs> on war zone right now if i wasn't on this interview you know there's just uh i feel like that i have to put above my my war zone so my skills actually bro i've been getting like six kills a game so i feel like i'm getting better but yeah my skills aren't the best hey i feel like we need to make this a tradition you know the last time you came on we all played war zone after i feel like yeah, after we play this up. one yeah, Next I'll time, be- I'm going to just throw this shit up on Twitch. Let us know in the comments if you want us to make a Twitch <laughs> channel. We'll just start getting all our guests to play the damn Warzone with us before or after the show. <laughs> yeah, my buddy, my buddy told me to play it while I was doing the interview, and I was like, it's not a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would make for entertaining as long as they could see what was going on, man. It'd like, <laughs> be hilarious if you could just see you in the background just occasionally, a controller peeks up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, dude, I wasn't talking to you guys. In mid, in mid question, question answer, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So we've got uh, we've got quite a slate of fights coming up. So I need to get your opinion on some of these fights real quick. So not to take the spotlight off of you because the spotlight needs to be exactly on you and Mr. Bobby Nash as you guys are getting ready to do your thing on NBC Sports November 11th. Hey. And you even got your sponsors out. You know, your grandma's over here watching. See, I didn't even have to, I didn't even have to trick him. He threw them all out. He got it out the way. So no, I still have a lot of sponsors. I still got a lot more to say. Let's get it. Let's hear them sponsors. Right, 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 let's, let's take a second. All right, I'm gonna start at the top. Phoenix <laughs> He's got the notebook. Hold on. Let me he had to bust got the notebook. Whole page full, baby. He all was right, prepared. This lot. man was prepared. This is why you need to sponsor this man. All right, listen. <laughs> Phoenix Athletics, On Point Carpentry, Allen Park Critters, Exteriors by Journey, NCW Designs, Potter's Tree Service, A Moment in Time Home Care, Pawfic Pets, my boy Ashley Gleason, Klusterman Sports Tab, and last but not least, Dr. Mikey, Life Medical Center. I appreciate you guys. I do. I love you to the bottom of my heart. You guys have supported me, whether it was from my last fight or my first fight. You guys believe in me, and that helps me, you know, give me confidence and continue this journey of the unforeseen and, and to keep putting a foot in front of the other and to prove everybody wrong. So the fact that you guys believe in me helps me believe in myself, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart, guys. That's a, that's a, that's a nice list that you got there. It really is. You can tell that you, you put a little bit of love into it. You but, know. Um, it, hey, it really I like it, sir. Up in between fights, them sponsor deals, man. It, it, it's the make or break for these Except fighters, man. I get to put all my sponsors on my shorts, on my shirt. That that's you what know. I was just about to ask you: is if XFC is about to allow you guys to get yeah, you dude, know, tatted these, these up shorts, on the shorts and stuff. You know, these shorts that my grandma just sent me uh, in the shirt are cold. They look sick. All white. XFC, nice little red XFC in the middle. I got my boys on my butt. Like the shorts are cold, so I just got to get someone that can make them. Are, are hey, you guys? I got uh, a guy, the guy who just made our ride. shirts, man. I could, I could, I could hook you up. But hey, shout out to your grandma too, because she said she's going to send your boys over here and knock out some three counts, a couple of shirts. So we'll be, uh, we'll be <laughs> sure to plug you guys out, bro. Are you guys? Yeah. Uh, are you guys allowed to do uh, custom designs on your uh, fight attire? I I think so. Yeah, I think they're not making us kits. I I believe that we're. Uh, I don't know. I've I've heard I've heard they are making us kits, and then I've heard they're not. So you know, if I'm you just, get to go on your own and do your own thing, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have backup stuff. I'm gonna have my stuff ready to go. But there's there's so much hearsay right now. You know, like I'm just gonna keep training. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna dominate. I'm gonna jack the numbers up for XFC, and then I'm gonna let them do their job. And they're going to do it well and we're going to grow. So as long as I just keep my head down and keep moving forward, keep training, keep keep staying in my little bubble of being a good Kenny Cross, not trying to go out and, you know, be a heathen all night. You know, <laughs> the limit, bro. You got to keep the devil inside so you can use it in the cage, bro. Hey, Don't your go grandma out said your shirts are already getting made, fool. <laughs> I'm talking about the shorts. <laughs> the shorts are the hard part, bro. Because my grandma always makes my shorts, but she okay. doesn't do it when we're looking to get some athletic, like the the tight shorts. So, 
He well, wants them short shorts. Kenny wants them short shorts, bro. Yeah, we're trying to get my <laughs> in my pants this time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so talking about the escapades afterwards, I would be remiss not to wish you a belated happy birthday. You hit 25, all that good shit. You guys had quite the extravaganza from what I saw hitting up down here in Detroit. What? 26. My bad. Damn it. Fucking hey. I'm not 25 <laughs> no more, baby. Hey, 26. <laughs> yeah, Excuse me, the big 2-6. So you guys hit up Detroit. I got to say, I'm a little bit upset because you came right our way and didn't come fuck with your boys from knockouts and three counts, bro. Man, I should have <laughs> you guys on the bus, honestly. Shit, that's what I'm talking about. I put I put it on my Snapchat. I said, if you guys want to come, hit hey. me up. I'm just talking shit. I was I was too busy doing the job, bro. I was I was too busy slinging your mail, making sure you get this check and all that good shit. It was a good time, man. We had fun. Party buses are everything. Like if I ever celebrate again, it's gonna be on a huge party bus. I don't See, know why. When you win this tournament, we're all getting on a party bus. That's what. Yes, yeah, exactly. After this fight, we get we get one night a party bus, and then it's back to the grindstone until we finish this tournament. But yeah. I heard you guys got white girl wasted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had fun. You know, it was a good night. I was sick for a couple of days afterwards. You know, <laughs> I ain't, I ain't mad at you, you, bro, because I know when it comes time, you don't to get a party guy. bus and not use it, Kyle. I mean, I, all my I, look, I'm just trying to respond to the comments in the comment section. Okay, I'm just <laughs> that, trying to be a good host and do my hostly duty. Okay. Drunk driver for you, right They're there. The pot. They want to know what went on in that party. That's pot. what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, I'm just trying to be a good host and to attend to the people. The driver erased the footage of the night. Okay, <laughs> we had to get rid of the security tape. Bus, okay, we had to get rid of the security tape. <laughs> I t- I tipped him well. So, hey. Yeah, I, I like it. So if we're in need of getting tipped and all those things, you know, you got all these big fights coming up, man. You got this weekend, you got Brian Ortega versus Korean Zombie and all that good stuff. What are you thinking on that fight? If you're betting and trying to make a tip, who's the boss rolling with on this one? Uh, Who's who's the – who do you think going to be the underdog? So I think it's I Ortega. Think only because of the long layoff, I think it would be Korean Zombie. Ooh, well, I'm going. With, I'm going with Korean Zombie. I, I've been watching him, and he throws this like back. He throws this right uppercut like all the time, and that's honestly something I'm about to put into my game. He, he's really a, a sound striker. He, he has great distance. He he stays like tight, and he can always attack. He slips and attacks in combinations, and I really like his uppercut. He hit Frankie with, and it killed him. He hits everybody with it, but. That guy's a beast. He also is good on the ground and stuff. I think he gets overlooked. I think Ortega gets over. I think Ortega, you know, is people say he's a little better than he might be. I don't know. So, hey, yeah, man. I'm going to go with Korean Zombie. You're going with Korean Zombie. Corey, do you agree with the man? I, I It's so interesting. You have so Ortega. So that's why you're going with him. <laughs> he's <laughs> got the Ortega cut. I, it's I all the in the hair. <laughs> but uh, no, in all honesty, I'm real. I'm real curious to see uh, how much he's improved on his skills. I, his fight with uh, Holloway was like two years ago at this point. He's dealt with a couple little injuries from what I've been yeah. able to uh, follow. I but think um, come back strong too. I do believe he will come back strong a lot better. So that is an exciting thing. Yeah, that that was his first loss of his career. It was in a championship fight against somebody who arguably is still the champ. You know, no, not holding the belt, but mm. it, I mean, it, it's it's a hell of a fight. I I want to agree with you that Zombie's probably going to be the one that pulls it out, just because of the hot streak that he's been on, and he hasn't been on such a layoff. But at the same time, man, Ortega's got that ground game unlocked, dude. He puts yeah, Ortega. Man, he might have lost, but he's still mentally undefeated. He's mentally tough, <laughs> though, dude. Well, hey, especially. Dude. Especially with such a long layoff, too. It gives him enough time to really get back in that mind frame of, I am still the shit. Get yeah. in the gym, prove to himself, you know, I am who I am. You know, it's not just fucking, just because I lost one fight don't mean shit. All right, you, so they're talking about in the comments how it's come to a split. So I guess I have to make a choice now. So, look, I got to go with Ortega. Only reason being, something tells me that he's going to come back with a fire with something to prove. 
And I feel like the big difference for Ortega honestly could be if it ends up on the ground, I feel like his jujitsu could be a real problem for Korean zombie. I don't think that's going to be what his game plan is necessarily to go take him to the ground. I'm just saying if it goes there, something tells me I could see him pulling out some, some of that slick shit, man. Yeah. He is slick and he's very dangerous. And yeah, that's, that's why I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. I'm not a betting man myself, man. And he clinches up them fucking submissions so quick, dude. He cinches it up like instant. So it's, yeah. But yeah. What's his, what is he in jujitsu? I feel like he's been, he does slick stuff. He's got a black belt. I don't know what, uh, zombie was the first ever twister in the UFC. So, I mean, he is, I just watched that. I just did that today at practice. (laughs) Dude, that's one of the nastiest things to like get. I've gotten caught in one and got out of it because he couldn't hold it because he couldn't hold it all the way. But holy shit, Corey, you haven't trained jujitsu. Let me tell you, it's very uncomfortable, sir. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. All right. You're talking about not wanting to bet on fights. There's another fight that, quite frankly, dude, I don't know that anybody really wants to bet on, and that's Khabib versus Gaethje. What are your thoughts on that? I'm looking forward to that shit heavy. I so, think I think Khabib wins because that's what he does, but I would like to see Gaethje win. Uh, you know, I would like to see Gaethje win. Just because he stands up and he's just more exciting, but at the same time, bro, Khabib doesn't lose, and I feel like Khabib works harder than any other fighter in this world. I feel like he had to work hard to get to where he's at because he wasn't gifted with anything but wrestling, and I, I just feel like that guy's mind is unbreakable, and that's kind of what puts him over. But at the same time, I I watched uh, that Michael, the, the tall, skinny black guy hit him with a shot and, and kind of scared to be when he hit him. And you know, I feel like Gaethje hits harder than Michael Johnson. Oh, yeah. for sure, dude. Like yeah. Gaethje hits you like a freight train, dude. I mean, yeah. just ask Tony Ferguson, dude. And he just keeps coming forward. And yeah, beating Tony Ferguson, it was, uh, it was huge. And the way he also cut weight twice and did all kinds of weird shit. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah I know. That's, I, I, I know I, I, the situation was kind of the, like, you, I don't, I feel like we didn't see the true Tony on the night. That, that, that Yo, sure. I, I should have started this interview like this, bro. Yeah. Make sure you pass your test, man. Yeah. And that's why my opponent just dropped out. He had COVID, I guess. So do we know? I, know, I dealt with it a couple of months back, dude. And, oh, COVID. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I mean, I'm young, healthy, in decent <laughs> shape, so it didn't really affect me too bad. No, you I mean, ain't. Liar. <laughs> bitch. I can't get this hole to go to the gym for nothing. Don't let him <laughs> lie to you. <laughs> talk to Ortega like that. <laughs> but, hey, so that's a good question, though. Uh, you know, in all seriousness, you know, you talked about your uh, original opponent caught COVID. Uh, do we know who your opponent's going to be for the first round? And what are your thoughts on that matchup? Yeah, I don't, I forget his name. I don't know. Uh, he seems to be a striker. He's six foot two. Um, he's from Alaska and he trains at, I guess, Team Alpha Male. So, you know, uh, I looked at his, I looked at his uh, record or whatever on Tapology today. And it looks like he loses every fight to someone that, you know, when he steps up in competition, he, he loses. So, you know, I'm excited and I I hope that he brings the best version of himself because it's only going to take a couple. And that's what I believe every time I fight, even if I wrestle someone for 15 minutes, I'm still like this next guy's getting knocked out in a couple shots, you know, so. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna see who's the better fighter, and I'm I'm looking forward to November 11th. Well, you were you were saying earlier how you know you had a lot of self belief and it was help holding you up and stuff. I mean, obviously the organization has a lot of belief in you as well. Like you were yeah. saying that you're number one, you know, number one seed going into the tournament. I mean, that's got to feel good. I would imagine. Yeah, it's a double edged sword. You know, it feels great that they're backing me, mm-hmm. but. I'm coming off a really tough fight where I didn't get to throw hands and that, that hurts my confidence. You know, it scares me. I thought I was going to kill this guy. So I have to go out into that fight with a clear mind, not worrying about, Oh my God, everybody thinks that I'm going to kill this guy. And then I can't also, I can't think about 
shit. I didn't know how to strike my last fight at all. I couldn't hit my target. I got to go in there with a clean slate and, and just breathe. And I feel like that's going to have the best uh, end result for me is if I just go in there and be myself and be free. And I feel like that, that's really going to give us numbers in the XFC because I can go out there and I can put on a show. I just got to stay, you know, calm and collected. Well, I feel like not to keep harping on your last fight because we're all looking forward to the next, but I feel like you you could see it in the last fight. You, the, the bright lights got to you a little bit, you know, with the weight cut and everything that had happened. And you had even mentioned it yourself that, you know, the, the big stage and everything that was going leading into the fight and the opportunity of it, even though, like you said, it's a double-edged sword, it, you got past that. You still won the fight. You still showed that you had the heart, even with the the lack of full self being there, I guess you could say. You still pulled out the win, undoubtedly, against yeah. an undefeated... And that's the thing. It wasn't like it was a close fight either. No, and it was an undefeated fighter, somebody who's never tasted defeat. You, you took that O from him. And then not only that, you got to feel what it's like to play under those bright lights and so now yeah. here's your next opportunity and i mean it what a way to step up i mean i know you said you're you're a little nervous man but i i seen the opportunity i i mean you got it it's just you you know the night got a little the light it's got just, to you just being prepared you know i wasn't as prepared as i needed to be for that last fight but you know, i live and i learn and, and i scathed by you know i'm not trying to win these fights like that so it's just I believe in myself so much. And if I don't, what am I, why am I even doing this? So I got to go out there and I got to get back to the old me and I got to really, you know, put it on the line and, and take care of business out there. So it's just, it's just being, being prepared, training hard and, and trusting in the process, which is something that I preach this whole time. There's, there's nothing bigger than, you know, really believing and trusting in the process and, and growing and taking your time. You know, the, all these guys are so good. All these fighters are so good. You get on canvas nowadays, and I walk on this canvas, and I think as soon as I step in the cage, I'm like, shit, like normally there's there's a beast in this cage with me trying to take my head off. It's just a different, it's just a different world. So it, you could be a great fighter. You know, when I'm out on the town, I got my boys backs. I ain't going to punch nobody, but I'll head kick someone for, for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm not worried when I'm out there. When I get into a cage, I'm like, you know, now it's all timing. You got to get your timing down because one lucky punch is is the it yeah. is the factor. So it's just uh, everything's elevated in there. It's all stressful. It's all tense, and you got to find uh, the calm in the chaos. My my strength and conditioning coach tells me that the best athletes, the best sprinters, tell me that it's how they relate to the stress that they put on their body when they're doing strength and conditioning, when they get tired, how does their body, how does their mind relate to that stress when they're in the pit, you know, and, and that's going to be key for me. I'm really, I'm really hurting myself in practice. I'm really, you know, hurting my mind so it can build and, and callous and get stronger. So, so I don't have to be in that fight and be in a, a really uncomfortable position. I, if I can breathe and I can see, and I, I don't have all this lactic acid, I'm going to go out there and do what I do best. So that's what I'm preparing for. So, that brings up a good question. I follow the man on his social media, so I've been seeing all the uh, strength and conditioning stuff. There's one thing in particular I had to ask you about because being a guy that works out myself. So I saw you doing some shit where they had you attached to bands while you're doing like sit-ups. And My ass still hurts. <laughs> Tell me about that, dude. That shit is nasty, dude. Yeah, so, I mean, it was just uh... – we're on one of those hammy glute machines and I, you throw your legs in and you lean back and you go all the way down, except for I got a band right here holding it and he's, he's pulling me down and I got to, not only do I have to get up, but I got to snap up and you got to have your glute tucked and all these new, <laughs> all these new words that he's teaching me because him <laughs> he teaches me the whole damn time. And it kind of helps, you know, the time flow because you're going through these really uncomfortable situations. And you're learning at the same time. So it's just crazy. I'm getting so much benefits from it. But yeah, man, you got to fly up in, in my core. Even though, I mean, we got abs. I feel like my core is one of the weakest parts. My I don't ever do sit-ups. So this is all new to me. And, and I can feel it three days later. But when I'm training, I'm in great shape and I can keep going. I did cardio today after wrestling practice. I never do that. So, so you know, I'm good. So we got a question for you in the comments. I think what he's trying to ask is, does, you know, does each 
you know, in between each fight, it says, does his training camp reset him after every fight? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, as I, as I keep winning, I'm getting to a level where I can't just take it easy and, and still improve. If I take it easy, I'm going to have, I'm going to keep having those Siler fights. I can fight good guys, but I won't look better than them. I'll look like I barely beat them even, you know what I'm saying? Like I got to continue to uh, up my training and, and uh, you know, I got a, I got a, a meal prep sponsor now. So it's like, I'm eating clean. No one ever thought Kenny Cross would eat clean because I don't like to shop and I like my frozen hot dogs, those glizzies. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just being more disciplined. I'm being older. I'm 26 now that, that frontal lobe has been developed for a whole year. There's no reason I should act <laughs> my age. And, and I'm trying to train harder. I'm trying to do better in every area of life. And I think with that mindset, I'm already a step ahead of the game. So these guys got to come and get me. I just fought in the UFC. I'm in the XFC now. I have a, I have an X on my back, and, and they need to come to me. I feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really dominate this promotion, and I'm really going to find myself here in the next three years, and, and we'll see what happens after that. But, yeah, I'm excited for what uh, I'm going to – how I'm going to grow and how I'm going to build with this promotion and how I'm going to treat my opponents because not that I'll ever have anything against them, but I'm going to treat them like I'm better than them. And then I got to go out there and prove it. So it's exciting. I don't know how much shit I'm going to talk and how much I'm going to have to back it up. You know? Hey man, you've done a just excited of backing it up. I'm just excited (laughs) for you, man. You know, to these guys, I'm trying to, I'm getting better. Like I'm getting better with interviews. I just did my first commercial. You know, I'm taking pictures all Tell the time. Tell me about that. You've been like Mr. Poster Child over here, Mr. Model and shit, taking all these <laughs> pictures. Talking about your first commercial. Now that you've done your thing on the Contender Series and you've brought been brought in as such a, you know, a high-touted prospect for XFC, you know, does that – does that add any extra stress to your, you know, your fight camp or your fight preparation now that you've got all these extra, you know, commitments with media and all that other stuff? It's, it's how to uh, adjust and how to plan your day and use your hours and fitting in these interviews before or after practice. I know it's like almost 10 o'clock, you know, people got to tune in later, earlier, whatever, but I'm here to do what I'm told. I'm here to make the business better. And if you give me an opportunity I'm going to take it and do my best because it's one building my brand and and two building the company that I work for. So there's no reason for me not to, just because I had to wake up at 4am and it was all the way in Muskegon, you know, there's, I can make that happen. Let's do it, you know? And, and so I went out there and now I, now I have a commercial under my belt, you know, it's just, I'm just learning and picking up qualities and strengths. What's up? I said all progression, my friend. 100%. Yes, sir. Well, it all folds into kind of what you uh, alluded to earlier, too, with the fact that, you know, you're a full-time fighter now, too. You know, this is your this is your career at this point. You know, like you were saying before, you were still working and trying to yeah. you know, pay bills off the job and do this as extra money. It ain't extra money no more. It is the money, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's uh, that changes my world, you know? it's it's a it's a definitely a blessing and uh i gotta just you know stay stay in my lane and head down you know and just keep keep chugging along because i'm trying to make money you know i'm trying to put on you know i have a a gift from god to go out here and perform and fight people for money and there's i can't wait to give back i can't wait to acquire all this shit that people don't have and then show them how to do it and take care of my family, take care of myself. So not having a job is a, is a, is a step in the right direction. I, I did construction my whole life and I never going through high school. Didn't think I was going to be a construction worker. Joe Rogan was a construction worker. He hated it. I felt mm-hmm. like it was okay, but I knew that this wasn't me. I knew that I wasn't, I don't want to fix houses. I don't want to put <laughs> doors in and, you know, do iron work and shit. That stuff's hard. I don't want to lift weights. That shit's heavy. Like I, I do what I like to do and I get out of my comfort zone and I do what I'm told, but there's certain things that where I know it's not for me. 
Yeah, I, f- I feel you on that, dude. I install garage doors for a living, day in, day out, man. I know the you feeling. Got to, dude. You know the you got to clock in. So yeah, I mean these kids don't stop eating, I don't stop working. You know it, it is what it is, man. Um, but it, it's ex- it's exciting. It's like you said, it's a giant step forward in your career. And I just I wonder when you first really started to take this serious. I mean, I'm sure everybody says they were hoping and waiting for this point but like the time has come you quit the job you move you know you're moving did you see this as like the natural progression or was it when when you started mma was this kind of just like a hobby that you maybe would get to some point at some point you know yeah there's chapters through my life through my career uh taking it more seriously um in the beginning when I was a young buck, I was smoking cigarettes and fighting, you know, I was, I was <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I'm 140 pounds. I could go fight 140 pounder for sure and kill him. Went out there, did it. And now you start to, you know, you're one and oh, some people think they're the best after they win one fight. I'm just like, I was trying to stay active. I got a bell. I was eight and oh, as an amateur I was like, all right, maybe I should stop smoking cigarettes and go pro, you know? So my life has had chapters. I'm a, prof- I'm a professional <laughs> athlete. I should probably put the Newports down. Damn you, Sponsor this, man. You know, you, you fall into traps. You think it's a, you think it's a part-time gig. You think you're only going to live here for a year. And 20 years later, you're still working at that factory. Yeah. Like, fuck, I didn't. So I just yeah. kind of like took leaps of faith. I didn't care how broke I was because money's never been the thing. It's like, it's nice to have money, but it's also, you're still breathing and you're eating and you're living and you're laughing without it. Let's go and try to fight because people don't know what that's like. I like to compete. I want to have fun in this life. And, you know, I want to make people proud. And if that, if that can, can do all these things, then, you know, why not take that leap of faith? And I did. And there's just, there's been chapters where I continue to like, all right, Kenny, this isn't going to work you know, for the next year, like this isn't going to work for the next fight. People really think that you're really good now. So you got to go and look really good. If I lose, there goes the momentum, you know, and I, it's been a few years since I lost and I felt that momentum drain and I felt starting the wheels back up and, and, and getting that shit flop flying again. So there's a lot of things that uh, will hold people back, but I'm not going to just be average. That's not going to be the thing to tie me down. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to exceed expectations and, and I'm going to keep working hard. And this is the, this is the dream. This is the job that I pursued now for five, six years. You know, it's like I went through high school all over again, you know, now that I'm stepping into my, my freshman year of college in this game. So I got a lot of years left. I want to retire before I'm like 35, you know, I want different avenues and, and this, this will lead to that. But all I got to say is November 11th, it's going to be another step in the right direction. And I'm going to put this mm-hmm. fist to his face, kick him in the body, beat him up, show some flashy stuff. You know, hopefully I can just go on there, not get hurt, take him out, get my paychecks and then party bus it up. You know, Hell yeah, man. we're hitting the party bus. This man is hitting the motherfucking pay window. Check that shit out. November 11th, NBC sports. You already know the deal. Kenny, the boss cross. Follow this man on all his social medias. Look at that thing right on your screen if you're watching this on YouTube and you can subscribe, hit that button, hit that like button, hit them comment buttons. Thank you to all of you guys who have been hitting them comments on Facebook. And until November 11th and until next time, peace.